We all want to be happier, but how do we get there? First, we start by realizing happiness is not a destination. Being happy consists of micro action steps every single day. I'm your host, Brittany King, and I'm here to guide you along the way. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Positively Real podcast. I'm your host and coach, B. King. What's happening? Friend, how are you feeling today? Have you taken any time to check in? Should we do a collective deep breath together? (sighs) All right, you're here. I'm here. I hope that you are having a wonderful fall so far. It is finally cooling down in Phoenix, and it feels so good to go on walks and wear sweaters and I know that my dog Benji really appreciates it. We just got back from a walk and just gushing with gratitude for this beautiful weather and this beautiful life. So let's dive into this episode because last week I talked about relationships and then I took a poll on my Instagram asking if other people were having interesting experiences with relationships and not just romantic relationships. I'm talking all relationships, relationships with friends, family members, ourselves, and our partners. And it was a wide array of uh, different relationships when I reached out to ask people, you know, what's going on? Something is in the air. And I also had some experiences this weekend with relationships that really tested these concepts on me in real time, in real life. Because when you practice them, when you're not in a situation, that's one thing, you know, to walk through your thoughts and notice how those thoughts make you feel and all that jazz. But when you're in an experience, uh, that's when this work really matters the most. So we're going to dive into this topic about a manual. And really all that a manual is, is a book, quote unquote, or a list of expectations that we have for other people. So it's basically rules of what we think should happen in relationships. And this has everything to do with expectations of the people in our life. And the interesting thing about a manual is that we don't even realize we have them. And it basically is designed in our brain to control other people so we can feel good and be happy. And the ironic thing is we don't even realize that we have manuals and we don't tell the other people in our life that we have a manual for them. And we don't realize that it's the cause of a lot of our pain. Now, in our brain, we think that people should just know what to do and how to treat us. And it can seem very justified to have expectations of other people, but it can be very damaging to your emotional happiness when it's tied to someone else's behavior being a certain way. And I had this experience this weekend and I could feel myself justifying how I felt and like wanting validation in it. But then when I went and I coached myself and I really sat through and looked at my thoughts, I was aware of what I was doing and my emotional well-being, I basically just handed it over and put it in other people's hands, which is the opposite of what we want to do as emotionally mature adults. Now, if you haven't listened to my podcast episode about being an emotionally mature 
adult, I would highly recommend going back and listening to it because it's really important to recognize that to be an emotionally mature adult, that we have to take responsibility for our emotions and not put that responsibility on anyone else. Now, because manuals are not really spoken, like we don't hand it over to someone and say, hey, here you go. This is how I want you to behave so I feel good. It ends up being a barrier in a lot of our relationships. And this can be super damaging because what we want as humans is to connect and manuals actually do the opposite. So now as you're listening, you might be thinking, okay, I probably have a manual for my friends, definitely my families, most likely have a manual for my coworkers, people in the world. And then we also have manuals for ourselves. Like we have crazy expectations for ourselves that are totally unrealistic. So I want you to start thinking about what those um, rules and expectations are for people in your life. Now, I know as you start looking at what your rules and expectations are, you're going to think that they're reasonable and that people should act in a reasonable way. But here's the deal. This is the kicker. What we think is reasonable and what someone else thinks is reasonable is very different. And our manual is based off of how we show up in the world, not the other person. So We have to remember that adults have the ability and freedom to behave however they would like. We can't control other humans. That's manipulative. We don't want to control other humans. And also, this includes you. You can behave however you'd like. And I had to remind myself of this. This weekend, I found myself wanting to just like surrender in this moment and just give in because it would have just been easier to do that. And I didn't. And I sat with the discomfort of what I was feeling. And I realized that that's just a part of it. Like when you do what you want to do and what feels right to you, regardless of what other people think and regardless of what they're saying, it's really uncomfortable. Not going to sugarcoat it. Real uncomfortable. But when you sit with the discomfort, you realize that the discomfort is my my own making. Like what I was feeling this past weekend at a certain moment in time was my own making. And I had a responsibility to look at it, process it, work through it so it didn't interfere with the rest of my experiences. So when it comes to having a manual, you, you know, a lot of times people will be like, oh, so we're just going to let people walk all over us. We're just going to, you know, people can just do whatever they want to do and then we just let them walk all over us. And that's not what I'm saying because you can make requests as you want for as many people in your life as you want. But when you tie your emotional happiness to whether or not they respond the way you want them to, that's when things get a little bit sticky. This is when you start banging your head up against a wall and you're just trying to manipulate. So they act away so you can feel better. And when you do this, when you're manipulating, like when you want someone to act a certain way, even if they don't want to act that certain way, you have tied your emotions to their behavior, their actions. And you can see how that can be a little bit on, that could be a a losing proposition. And this can get you into a whole sort of downward negative spiral. So sometimes a manual sounds like this. She should call me back when I call her. She should be kind and understanding when I'm frustrated. She should support me. She shouldn't expect me to pay She should invite me when she has a party. She should send me a thank you note, right? He should buy me something on my birthday. 
He should know what I like. He should want to take me on a date. He should want to be romantic. He should want to be emotionally available. Have you heard any of these things come out of your mouth before or in your brain? One of the signs that you have a manual is if you're using the word should. I say this all the time, but I'm like, stop shooting all over yourself. The word should is a number one indicator that you have a manual because like says who? <laughs> like who who made this? Who made this rule? Who made this rule? You did in your brain. And chances are you probably had a pass down too because if you're shooting on yourself, then you also are living expectations based off of what someone else has created for you. Now, the thing about manuals are like I just gave some short examples, but most of our manuals are very, 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 very long. They're complicated, they're detailed, and they're intricate. Now, instead of sharing our manual with people, we just think they should just know because it's just a you know common courtesy to call a friend back or your partner should just know that you want to go on dates and be wine and dine. Um, And if you don't share this with them, then you're always going to be let down. And when people meet your manual without talking to them about it, we instantly think that it's a sign of being loved because they're doing what we want them to do. But that's not always the case because here's the problem with a manual. There is nothing you ever have to do and there is nothing anyone else has to do for you. This is the truth. Now, I know if you know we're thinking in relationship partner with a significant other that it's a common conversation to talk about meeting each other's needs. And it's very easy to think that when you're in a relationship that you feel responsible for filling someone else's needs and that they're totally responsible for filling yours as well. And so now there's this like ping pong match of constant manipulation in order to control one another. So in the end, no one wins the match. And the truth is you cannot control the other person and they cannot control you. And there is nothing that the other person could possibly do to make you as happy as you want to be. Because here's the deal with happiness. All the power to feel happy lies within you. All of the power to feel happy lies within you. Because what is happiness? An emotion. And where do our emotions come from? Our thoughts. So if you want to feel happy... Where's your mind at? What kind of thoughts do you have? Now, at times, your partner is probably going to do things that give you positive thoughts, and those thoughts are going to create a positive feeling. Now, that's great, but they won't be able to do this all the time, and they may not want to do it all the time. If your emotional life is tied to someone else's behavior, you're giving all of your power away and it's often setting you up for disaster. And another point too is like who, you know, has anyone ever been called needy in a relationship? How triggering is that word? No one wants to be needy. It's exhausting and it's not fun. Now, the alternative to having a manual in your relationship with a significant other and just anyone in your life is being responsible for your own happiness. 
When you're responsible for your own happiness, you can meet your partner in the middle and have a wonderful life together. I think that this is how some of the best relationships function because when you subscribe to a manual, you're just putting your emotions in someone else's hands. And when you do that, this is a problem on so many levels because if the person in the, or people in your life don't follow your manual, which, spoiler alert, they usually don't, there are going to be tons of negative emotions that lead to blaming the other person for your own feelings. So it's important that you recognize that you give when you give control of your emotional life to someone else, you are creating your own powerlessness. And as you know, that doesn't feel good. Feeling powerless feels awful. So you can understand why the manual is not the best option. And the other thing is you also don't have to tell anyone about your manual. It's You could just drop having a manual altogether instead of being like, well, let me tell you what I want you to do because that's not fun either. So the alternative to having a manual is managing your thoughts and taking responsibility for them instead of putting your emotional well-being on someone else. Now, if you make a request of someone, which you absolutely can do, and they don't meet that request, you have to take responsibility for how you feel about it. That's it. That's literally it. That's the alternative to the manual is taking responsibility for your emotions. You don't end up attaching your emotions to their behavior. Now, I'm not saying that you stay with people that treat you poorly or who don't have the same values in line with your values or live in a way that you don't want to live, that are constantly doing things against what you value. That's not what I'm saying. And it's important to know that about yourself so you can make those clear decisions. That's very important distinction. What I am saying is that trying to change people to be more like you want them to be rarely ever works. In fact, this can turn you into a crazy person and no one likes to be freaking crazy. You know what I'm saying? I have worked with a ton of clients, especially lately, who are realizing that silly little things like taking out the garbage or, you know, turning off the lights or watching too much football frustrates them. And they let their emotions just run wild and they blame the other person for them feeling this way. But when we're working together, I let them know that like you can release those rules and expectations of the other person. And then when you do that, when you stop wanting them to behave a certain way and you listen to the other person, when you can hear what's going on for them and let them go and do what they want to do, your relationship will transform with them. And the reason being is A, you're not judging them or being upset with them because they're not meeting your request, but B, you can start to understand them from a different perspective that isn't clouded by our thinking and what we want them to do. So how to let go of a manual because you can tell that it doesn't really serve us. So the first step would be to realize that these manuals are based on other people and to recognize 
that there are a lot of benefits to taking responsibility for our own rules by creating our own personal operating manuals for ourselves. The truth is most of us cannot control or manage ourselves, yet we want to control and manage other people, which is crazy. We can't even do it for ourselves. Controlling our own behavior is hard enough. And trying to control other people's behavior is inevitably frustrating for all parties. And it's usually very ineffective. If you want to change someone because you think you'll feel better, this is the ultimate check-in point. That's how you know it's time to let go of a manual. But when you know that another person's behavior doesn't control our feelings ever, that's when you take your power back. Because what controls our feelings? It's only our thinking that affects how we feel. So when someone follows your quote unquote manual, you might choose a thought like this person cares about me or this person totally understands where I'm coming from. And this is going to make you feel good. But when someone doesn't follow your manual, like, oh, they don't understand me and you interpret that negatively, then you're going to not feel so great. You'll feel pretty terrible. So when we don't take responsibility for how we feel, we give that power to someone else based on their behavior. So if you want someone to behave differently so you can feel better, that's not even possible because other people's actions cannot dictate your feelings, right? So if you think, if you're sitting around thinking that a friend or a family member needs to act differently so you can feel better in your life, that's the sign that it's time to let go of your manual. So coming up with different thoughts can help you let go of trying to control others and breathe. It's so exhausting to try to control others. When you take responsibility for how you feel, regardless of someone else's actions, you stay in your power. This is such an empowering place to live and it creates way better results in your life. And this is the work that I did this weekend because I totally was giving my power away and It was nobody's fault but my own and not in a negative way. I'm not blaming myself and being hard on myself, but reflecting, I could tell in those certain moments that because I felt that I was being treated unfairly, that all of my negative emotions were coming from the actions of people that I really care about in my life. But what's so fascinating is had nothing to do with me. And that's really the thought that kind of helped anchor me is that the interactions that I was having had nothing to do with me. And that really helped me shift back into my power. So again, this work does not mean you stay in relationships that are harmful or that are not serving you well. It's important that you need to do what's necessary to protect yourself. Now, boundaries are an important piece of the puzzle, but using boundaries to try to control and manipulate other people will not work. So what's beautiful is when you shift into this place of power, you get to decide what you want to do with your time, how you're going to respond, and when you want to make changes. And when you think about that, you stay in your power. Now, when you're thinking about the changes that you want to make, it's important that you base those decisions, those thoughts on what you do have control over. So here is an example to kind of illustrate this. We'll say Susie. Susie 
hates her ex-boyfriend and blames him for everything that she's struggling with. Susie says, if it wasn't for him, I would be super successful and wealthy, or he's the reason why I am unhappy. And Susie has been broken up from her partner for at least 10 years, but she is still giving him all of her power in her emotional life. Susie's letting her story about who he is and who he could have been or should have been to make her miserable. So what's happening is she's dedicating all of her time to hating him and feeling that hate for every single day for the past 10 years. So Susie is choosing thoughts that make her feel terrible and the ex-boyfriend isn't experiencing any of that hate. That ex-boyfriend is off living his life and the only person that is suffering is Susie, the one who's feeling and experiencing and living the miserable emotions. And in a way, she's punishing herself. And this is so powerless because this doesn't affect the other person. The only person that affects is the one that's choosing to drink the poison of all of the negative thoughts and trying to control um, you know, what someone else could have done. But when you end up letting go of a story like this and shift that focus towards other areas in your life that you know, probably need some attention and love, that's where the magic happens. That's where the magic happens. So like Susie had to let go of her story. She had to understand that her thoughts, that she was choosing to think about her ex was a choice. And when you break that down, you realize that there's truly no upside to hating another person. There's no upside because the only person that suffers is the person doing the hating, not not the one that's being hated on, not the one that wishes that that person would have been different. So because many of us have manuals that stem from the belief that we would be happier if someone else in our life would change, we ultimately cause a lot of suffering, unnecessary suffering. Now, this is such a an important thing to keep in mind because when you're an emotionally mature adult, you realize that no one, not even your ex that was horrible to you in your mind, no one is responsible for your emotions but you. Other people's behaviors and actions, they have no impact on us until we think about it, until we interpret it, until our brains choose to make it mean something. No matter what people do, how they act, what they say, We do not give them that power until we think about it. And that's when shit hits the fan. Now, let this sink in for a moment because it truly is mind-blowing. Like when I first learned about manuals, I was like, mind-blowing. It's also a bit jarring because you go most of your life thinking other people are responsible for your emotions. So let this settle in. If it's like not quite there yet, I totally understand. It takes a little bit of time, but I'm speaking from experience of letting go manuals and how much freedom that gives you. 
And I've seen my clients as well. They come to me suffering so deeply with their relationship and wanting them something different than actually what exists, whatever the reality is. And once they let go of those manuals, they can turn that energy that they're putting on someone else onto themselves. And, and it's amazing what happens when you shift that focus. You know, if you lived your whole life giving your power away, it's going to be hard for you to like let it sink in that that you've been doing this voluntarily and totally unnecessarily. But here's the deal. No one teaches us this. We learn. We learn as little kids that other people are responsible for our emotions and that we are responsible for our parents' emotions. And like it gets very muddled in, into the world of codependency once you become an adult. But that's not what this episode is about. This is truly about dropping the manuals that we have for all relationships in our life. So I do have a final note about um, if you're a parent or a boss, because there is a distinction and there's a bit of a difference here. Because if you're a parent, you most likely will have expectations for your children. And if you're a boss, you're going to also have expectations for your employees. This is a different type of manual that we're talking about because If you're a boss or a parent, you're going to have clear expectations for your children or employees, and then there's going to be consequences for not meeting those expectations. You will have no reason to be emotionally hurt when they fail to meet them, okay? Now, the key here is if you are a boss or a parent, being consistent about those clear expectations and the consequences. You will know if you have a manual for your children or employees in addition to the expectations that are laid out, whether or not you're emotionally affected by the behavior. That's the key. If you're emotionally affected by the behavior, that's how you know you've tied your emotional well-being to someone else's action. Now, if you're managing or parenting in a clean headspace with the emotion removed, your job becomes so much simpler because it's no longer about you. It's about the child or the employee. So you can tell your kid that you expect them to make their bed every day. And if they don't, that there's going to be a consequence. This can be appropriate and it can help teach your kid a habit that you want them to develop. Now, if you say, if you don't make your bed, it's going to hurt mommy's feelings and I'll be very sad, that is emotional blackmail. And that's not a healthy way to manage children in general. Same thing if you're a manager at work. You have very clear expectations and you can provide feedback. Now, if an employee doesn't honor the request, they don't have to follow through on what you've asked of them. And then you get to decide whether or not they keep working for you. That's totally up to you. It doesn't have to be emotional. You don't have to get upset about it. That's the power. That's literally the place of power. You don't have to get angry when people don't comply with what you wanted or expected. Now, people don't like being controlled or forced, and an ultimatum is usually a boundary violation against another person. So you can make all the requests that you want, but if you allow your emotional happiness to depend on whether or not the requests are met, there's going to be trouble, okay? So my last thought about this is, you know, maybe, maybe you want your friends to call you once a week or to always call you on your birthday, 
you might have a manual for this in your friendship. And you most likely have not shared this with your friends because this is just an expectation that you have that's like across the board, everyone understands it. But when your friend doesn't honor this, you might feel frustrated and let them know that they hurt your feelings by not calling you on your birthday. This can seem very innocent, but this can set you up for more frustration and unnecessary drama. Now, the alternative is you could have friends and you just allow them to be who they are. If they want to call you, they can call you. And if they don't call you back, you don't have to make it mean something negative about you. You can just love people, enjoy who they are, and not have manuals for them, which is a very freeing way to live. Now, it's perfectly reasonable to make a request of your friends to call you back. But always remember, whether or not they decide to honor this request has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with them. And you can just choose love and then just enjoy who they are. Now, if you embrace this concept, it's going to set you up for a very enjoyable, long-lasting, conflict-free relationship. This is a very empowering place to be. So where do you start with manual work? Well... You start with yourself. When you release all the rules and expectations that you have and you listen to other people and hear what's going on from them, your relationship, I promise you, will improve. When you start to understand them from a different perspective that isn't clouded by your own thinking, judgment, expectations. Now, I want you to think about someone in your life and three things you want that person to do because it would make you feel good. Once you have that person in mind, write down the things that you would ideally want them to do. And then I want you to consider what you would think you would feel if they did this voluntarily and happily. Because remember, all of your feelings come from your thinking. So if this person behaved in line with the way that you want them to behave, how do you think you would feel? Really think about it until you can identify the main thought. Because once you find the main thought, the key here is thinking that thought about this person without having to do what's on your list. If you can do that, you've scored. Like if you think that your partner bringing you flowers means that they love you or surprising you with date night means they love you and that's the thought you need to think, then can you think that without them taking that action? You don't have to go around changing other people's behavior to feel better. You can feel better on your own. You can decide, hey, I'm not going to make my life about the way I believe I'm entitled to be treated. The only thing I'm entitled to is taking care of my emotional life and my own mind to make sure that I'm thinking the thoughts that are going to serve me. So I want you to really sit with this. If you're having a hard time, holler at your girl because I love this stuff so much. But for real, if you're having a hard time, please let me know because I'm happily will walk you through this. This is actually one of the areas in the Mind Over Method program that I've been working on because no matter what your goals are in life, there are always relationships that need to be healed. And this is the first step is recognizing the manuals that you have for people, dropping them and thinking the thoughts that you want to think about the person so you can take care of your emotional well-being and not tying it to someone else. All right, my friend, I want you to consider this. 
Are you willing to give up your manual? Are you willing to let go of your expectations and focus all that time and energy on creating the best life you can? The beautiful thing about this is you're going to find that your life is enhanced by being around people who genuinely do the things they want to do rather than doing things because you're emotionally manipulating them to. I'm telling you, if you give this a try, it will change everything. I promise you, if you give this a try, this will improve everything. If you throw away your manuals, you will be amazed at how the relationships transform in your life, especially the relationship that you have with yourself. So that's it, my friend. Take this action. Spend some time with this because I think you'll find that it is very, very fascinating work and it can be life-changing, life-changing. Okay, that's it. That's it, my friend. Okay, so do this work. If you are in a part of the Facebook group, make sure you join it because next week I'm planning on doing a little live action on manuals and relationships and answering any questions that you might have. And you can join the group and ask the questions now and I can get back to you, but I'd love to see you in the Facebook group. So make sure you join the link in the profile. If you want updates on this program that I'm working on that's coming out very, very soon, let me know. Sign up for the email list because that's where I'm going to be announcing it first. And if you need anything at all, please let me know. I have one spot available for one-on-one coaching left for the rest of the year. And if one-on-one coaching is something that you have been interested in or curious about and want to find out more information of how I can help you create amazing results in your life, then let's freaking chat because there are big changes happening over here. And I want to make sure that I am serving the best that I can. So that's all I got today, my friend. I hope that you got something from this episode. If you did, share it with a friend, let go of your manuals, and have a beautiful freaking rest of your week. Remember to love yourself, own your happiness, and let your light shine because you're so worthy of it, my friend. Until next time.